0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the NBA DFS Today podcast by Sports Ethos. I am your host, Keith Cork, and I'm going riding solo here on a two-game Sunday. Game 7 slate for you guys. Game 7, Sacramento Kings and Golden State Warriors. We aren't going to talk about it just yet, but we will talk about it. We have two games here for your Sunday. I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. Uh, one thing I do want to have you guys do is please go to sportsethos.com, get the Ethos 360 pass, to get the wager pass, fantasy pass, and the DFS pass all bundled into one. Or just get the DFS pass so you can go ahead and talk with us. NBA is wrapping up, but we do have baseball DFS. And we also have uh, NFL DFS. And I know Mike Fiddle crushed El Esther last year in NFL. So you'll want to be on board for that. Get in now before it gets more pricey. Just do it. All right, let's go here. Uh, Miami at New York. Uh, who would have ever thought that would be the, the matchup we would get here? Miami uh, obviously surprised everyone by beating the Bucks. The Knicks, uh, of course, you know, a lot of people had the Cavs over the Knicks, but the Knicks proved us all wrong. You guys get a win there. We'll see how they fare against the Heat. Um, I do think they should be able to beat the Heat, but we'll see. Uh, the Knicks are favored by four points here, and it's a game total of 207.5, which is much less than the other game. So that is something that you uh, obviously keep uh, keep abreast of, have in the back of your mind. We do have some big injury news here. Julius Randle is questionable with an ankle injury. Quinton Grimes also questioned with a shoulder injury for the New York Knicks. Um, I would have to guess Julius Randle does not play. I know I've, I've, I'm batting, like, I don't know, four for four in these, you know, do they play, don't they play type of situations. But um, <laughs> I'm bound for a miss at some point. But no, I, I think, you know, we did see Woj tweet out or be quoted or something uh, recently as there'd have to be significant improvement in his ankle for him to play on Sunday. Maybe he rests on it overnight and it gets better or yields up. Who knows? But I would have to lean towards him not playing, so I'm going to continue and operate that way. So on the Knicks, I do have quite a bit of interest here, honestly. Starting with Jalen Brunson at 7,900. Obviously, no Julius Randle. A lot of the offensive workload is going to fall on him. Do not, not a big believer in Kyle Lowry, even though Kyle Lowry is coming off the bench right now. Gabe Vincent, not going to stop Julius Randle. I'm sorry, Jalen Brunson. So I think Jalen Brunson has a nice game here ahead of him. Uh, so I'll put that out there. I think, uh, you know, could go off for 30 points. Wouldn't be surprising at all. The next might not even win in that scenario, but I think that it is a, uh, I wouldn't say likely scenario, but it is a good chance that that happens. Uh, I do of course like Josh Hart at 5,500. I can't not like Josh Hart. It's just in my blood. <laughs> no, uh, with Quentin grimes, you know, possibly being out. I mean, he's just, he's a lock to play 40 plus minutes. Um, the last game, he didn't do a whole lot with those minutes, but as long as he's on the floor, he is active on both sides of the basketball. I do like him a whole lot, and he he does have a high ceiling. Uh, R.J. Barrett at 5,600, that's just too cheap for R.J. Barrett, especially with, I'm presuming, no Julius Randle. He should get a lot of the offensive workload ha- heading his way. So I would definitely consider rostering him. He's a guy that a lot of people just kind of like overlook because they don't like his game or, or whatever. So... It's nice to take some stabs at uh, at R.J. Barrett, I think, on this site. A lot of people are going to gravitate towards Obi Toppin, 4,500. I think that's fine. Uh, you know, we kind of had, what, we had like, what, two weeks or something like that earlier? Where, where Randall, I think it was an ankle injury for that as well, but he missed, and I was telling you guys, beware, because Tibbs doesn't like Obi Toppin. And I'm getting red flags in my head for that again here. I mean, this is a playoff game now. Uh, I was right in that first game where I faded Toppin, and then he went off. And I think the second game or the third game had a really, really decent line. But the minutes were never like he's not just going to get thirty-five plus minutes. It's just not going to happen. You're probably going to get, uh, I would guess, twenty minutes of Oka topping and he is a permanent, per pretty decent, studly guy. But I- I just, those red flags are coming off. I'm seeing the ownership. I, I just, I think, fading him. Is the way I'm going to go with it. Make your choices, obviously, but I'm fading the field on this one. I think I'm not going to have too much over and, if at all, in my lineups. The guy I am looking towards is kind of the pivot here, and he's around the same price. Is Emmanuel Quickly at 4,300? Uh, I do think that the way to attack this Miami defense is from the outside, uh, especially when you have Jalen Brunson going, getting downhill and getting to the rim. So I'm looking for a big game from Quickly. It's been a while since we've seen one of those. And hey, I could very well be absolutely missing missing the base here, off base here. So it is a risky play, but I love quickly here at forty three hundred. Absolutely, and I think you know pivoting to him off top and makes a whole lot of sense to me. Uh, on the Miami Heat side, I'm probably not going to Jimmy buckets. I know he just had an amazing, legendary run. Same reasons I'm not going to Toppin. I mean, I just think that the ownerships can be through the roof everyone's very convinced that he's the best player in this matchup. And I would tend to agree on most nights he is, but one thing about Jimmy Butler is he's a little, I mean, just like Jimmy Butler, the man, he is a bit temperamental when it comes to his fantasy output. And he puts up duds. For a star, he puts up a good deal of duds. This is a playoff game. It's playoff Jimmy. I get it. You want to go to him, I'm not going to say you're stupid. You can say I'm stupid for not playing him. I think that would be a valid response. But I'm not playing him. So there you go. I've got other guys I want to, I want to, other fish I want to fry. Uh, 9700 is his price point on DraftKings, by the way. Um, so if I'm not playing Jimmy Butler, who am I playing? I'm waiting for my thing to load here, just buying time. Uh, on the Heat, I am playing Gabe Vincent at 4900 again. Uh, you know, like I called him as a, a good play in the last game. He played 40 minutes. It's going to be the same case here. I just think Lowry. I can't call him cooked anymore because he had a a couple of decent games in big moments for the Heat recently, but he just doesn't have that ability to play big minutes anymore. So they they need to give Vincent a game there. He's under 5K, probably the safest under 5K at the slate, I would have to imagine. Second safest maybe is is the other guy I'm playing on the Heat, which is Caleb Martin at (laughs) 4,600. Uh, you know, no no Tyler Hero, obviously. That just shifts everybody kinda up in the pecking order a little bit. Yeah, I think you can look at like a Max Struis at forty seven hundred, a Duncan Robinson, forty two hundred. Those guys are definitely on the table, but I would gravitate towards more so the I guess safer floor guys, which would be Gabe Vincent and Caleb Martin. I wouldn't call them necessarily the best ceiling guys, and so they're kinda like the last guys in my lineup here. So There you go. All right, moving on. We have, obviously, the Game 7 here is the only other game left here. It is the Golden State Warriors at the Sacramento Kings. Oh, my gosh, it's going to be litty. Sacramento's going to be going nuts. Sacramento is favored by 1.5 points on DraftKings as we speak. Uh, 229.5 is that game total, which is a good 22 points higher than the other game. That's that's not always right. There's no way to predict with 100% accuracy. Where these things end up, but it is pretty, generally pretty accurate. And it, it, it also mimics you know, what we know in our just from watching these games. The Kings and the, and the Warriors are going to have a higher scoring game than the Heat and the, the Knicks. I think that's almost a given. I mean, now it's it's a very good chance that's going to happen. Anyways, on the Kings side, obviously, De'Aaron Fox at 9,200. I think he will be a popular play. But, you know, if I'm not going to play uh, Jimmy Buckets, that's a guy I'm going with, obviously, Darren Fox. Uh, I've been rostering him every slate that he's been on for the last three slates. And he's come through with 50 plus DK points every single time. Um, don't I, you know, I'm a little, I actually don't have him. So, full disclosure here, I don't have him in my lineup right now. Oh, I know I do. I'm sorry, I do. Scratch that. <laughs> I had taken them out, but I put him back in. So, actually, let me reload the page. Let me reload the page because I'm pretty sure I took him out. Sorry, guys and gals. I am always a hot mess here, but uh, let me just take a look here. I think I took him out because I thought I, th- I saw a little opportunity here. So, Deere and Fox, yeah, I did take him out. Uh, I pivoted somewhere else because, ah, damn. So, I'll talk about him in here. So, I don't have Deere and Fox in my current dummy lineup on DraftKings which is probably going to stand because these games start pretty early tomorrow, uh, as you guys know. Uh, But Malik Monk, 5,900, is an absolute must roster roster on draft teams. Uh, They're going to need Malik Monk to play every single minute that he can. He'll get his spells, his rests, but he is absolutely uh, vital in the transition game on offense. I would absolutely roster Malik Monk everywhere. Trey Lyles, 3,700. Ah, I do think that sitting Sabonis was the right call. I don't know if playing Trey Lyles is the right call long-term. I believe he got 25 minutes in that last game. So he's going to be a popular guy on everyone's roster. I think this is kind of where I'm eating the chalk. I think everyone's going to have him. 27 minutes he played in the last game. 27.75 DK points. I think he's a under underappreciated, undervalued player. He is a pretty decent player. Very decent bench player, a good scorer. So if he can hit the twenty minute mark again, I think it's you know it's fine. It's not going to sink me. I am eating the chalk here. I'm a little little bit wary about it, but ultimately I think with the price point where it is, it makes sense. Um, so I don't mind it at all. I think he's I think he's a lock because again, everyone's going to have him, and you're going to be able to fit these other guys in. So where you're going to differentiate is in those other guys you're spending up on. Uh, Terrence Davis at thirty five hundred. I've got to look at him as well. Had some pretty decent minutes in the last one. Um, they're they're mess they're, I wouldn't say messing, they're they're changing their rotations to try to, you know. I mean, really just get Sabonis out. Sabonis is not this is not a good matchup for Sabonis. This has been a terrible matchup and a terrible series for Sabonis. He's gonna be better in the next series, but uh here they, they have to find ways to get him off the floor and get other people in, and um, they have to find people to to chase, you know. Klay Thompson and Steph Curry. So obviously Mitchell Mitchell's getting in the air. Terrence Davis. So I like Terrence Davis at his price $3,500. I think he's a decent play uh, on the Warriors. I mean, look, I'm not I'm not going to get cute with it. I'm playing Steph Curry at ninety six hundred. I think I think ultimately these Warriors are going to go under owned on this slate. Uh, everyone wants the Kings to win, including me, including your boy. Um, I'm cheering for the Kings. Uh, I think we all like to see the underdog or the team that hasn't won in a while win. But there's a uh, probably more worlds than there are not worlds where the Warriors take this game. Just being real with you. Uh, I think on paper, you know, we, we like to think the Warriors are the better team. They have the experience, um, they've played Game Sevens before. I mean, there's a lot of narratives you can build with this but i think ultimately steph curry at 9600 of all the stars that are on the slate i mean even including darren fox i just don't think you're getting as much bang for your buck for anyone else i mean 9700 for jimmy butler 9200 for darren fox curry's capable of putting up you know 70 dk points he hasn't done in this series he's gotten you know uh, hasn't shot the ball well. That's that's the scary thing about it. Uh, Forty-seven point five DK points in the last one. He got twenty-one shots. He only had nine of them. Five of twelve from distance. I'm um, trying to look back to where his his last big explosion was on the 28th of March against the Pelicans. 14 of 25 from the field. Eight of 15 from deep. 69 DK points. Uh, I'm scared because if that does happen, that probably means the Kings lose. I have bets on the Kings' futures and everything, but I think, I think ultimately, um, where I'm looking at in terms of like where ownership's going to be, and who has that ability to go off, I think Darren Fox has been playing pretty near his ceiling with that with that hurt finger, with the you know consecutive 55, you know to 60 DK points. I, I think a lot of people are going to gravitate towards there because he is cheaper, 400 cheaper than Curry. So this is another pivot for me. So uh, I do like Steph Curry at 9,600. Sorry to, to go on and on and on. Hopefully he learned something there. But anyways, uh, Dream on Green at 6,800. I think he's going to get overlooked as well because of the reasons I stated, but also because he got into foul trouble in that last game. Only managed to get, what, what, 26 minutes? Yeah, 26 minutes. Only got two shots, one of two from the field. Just wasn't engaged in that game at all. Five fouls. I mean, I think that took him out of it, really. He got three quick ones, I believe, in the first half. Um, so, you know, they inserted him into the starting lineup, uh, in the second half in place of Jordan Poole, I believe, if I remember correctly. So if that sticks, he's a very intriguing guy. I'm, I'm getting him in my lineups here. So there you go. And the last comment i will add on the, uh, Warriors side is I do like Wiggins as well. Um, just going to go under owned, constantly underappreciated hasn't had a big game either in this series, but he's been pretty solid here. Um, you know, averaging looks like about 32, 33, 34 DK points. So we're in that range at 7,100. I mean, it's a decent spot. It's not great, but I think he's, a, a again, just the ownership's going to be pretty low just because of his price tag and, and also. The general sentiment towards the Warriors. Everyone wanting them to lose. So I am going to go with Wiggins, Steph, and Draymond. Uh, Thrive Fantasy. Go to thrivefantasy.com. Use promo code ETHOS to get your first deposit match up to 200 bucks. And we're going to rock and roll with some of these uh, player props here. I've got three for you guys on a pretty short slate. Uh, Draymond over 7.5 rebounds. That's 110 points. Against Sacramento. Yeah, Again, I just think he's going to play a key role here, uh, not get the foul trouble. He's going to have a big game. As much as we don't like him, um, I mean, he is a very good basketball player. Uh, if you don't ask him to shoot the basketball. Uh, Malik Monk, over 26.5 points, rebounds, and assists. That's 105 points. Uh, yeah, uh, I just think Malik Monk has to be on the floor at all times. Um, give him, you know, three, two or three-minute rests here and there. But it's very clear that he needs to be in. Uh, over Hoarder, I mean, Hoarder has been – his shots been off um, – he had a few in the end of the last game, so hopefully he's turned that around. But I feel like you're definitely going to trust Blake Monk a little bit more here. Uh, Sabonis, under 39.5 points rebounds and assists. That's 70 points. That's an easy gimme. I just think, uh, again, Sabonis is just a terrible matchup for Sabonis. Um, hasn't been able to take advantage, um, not grabbing rebounds over Looney. There's no value add for having Sabonis on the, field, on the floor right now. Looney's out-rebounding him. Offensively, he's struggling, not hitting shots. Having his shots contested a lot. And defensively, he's just not hacking it. Just getting 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 tore up. Which we all kind of uh guess would happen in this game, so or in this series. So uh I'm going under on some bonus there. All right, guys, that is gonna do it for me. That is it. I am Keith Cork. You can follow me on Twitter at, at @bsbp_keith. Keith. And you know, I know we are wrapping up the season here. Uh love you guys. Thank you for listening all season long. Please do leave us a review if you've listened to multiple shows. We've helped you. Uh hopefully we've made you laugh or something I don't know something you liked or disliked even go ahead and leave it in those comments and let us know because we do uh, thrive on that feedback so until next time guys and gals go get that money